lot of money. All you want is to make a lot of money. Hey everybody, welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm Frank Miller. Every week we drive down the field, avoiding tackles and sprinting past defenders. And then we double over, huff and puff, and limp back to the sideline. And hey, all that in an effort to bring you the best information about Wall Street across the goal line and right into your ears. (laughs) Score! Hey, football season's underway. I guess that means winter's coming. Well, anyway, we're past Labor Day. The kids are back to school. Physically, if not mentally, the mornings are going to start having a little bit of nip in the air. But on Wall Street, the doldrums of summer continue. News has been a bit scarce, and that's forced traders to spend almost all their time worrying about, you guessed it, the Federal Reserve. And we'll take a closer look at the interest rate situation and scrutinize the latest tea leaves from the Fed. And we'll also honor the start of the season with a look at the new national pastime, fantasy football. We'll take a look at some changes at the big daily fantasy companies that'll make this season a little bit different. We'll also take care of the usual business. We'll look back at the past week, and we'll take a look at the uh, quote-unquote new iPhone. Mm -hmm. And we'll also take a look ahead to this week, what to expect and what to look out for. This is the uh, You Puked on the Logo episode of Offbeat Wall Street. Somebody give me a paper towel. That's a first. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. All right, Wall Street remains focused on the outlook for interest rates. Now, economic data has been a bit blah lately. The August jobs report is at the top of the list, coming in decidedly mediocre. Earlier this month, the government said only 151,000 jobs were added in August. came as a bit of a disappointment after the two strong months of job gains, including a showing of 275,000 in July. The August result was also below economist expectations. Experts were looking for the figure to rise by 175,000. Now, the dimming economic prospects have actually boosted Wall Street recently. The idea is an unimpressive but not cratering economy will keep the Fed at bay. And we got some insight from the Fed itself last week. The central bank releasing its so-called beige book, which matches its uh, shoes and uh, never mind. The report is compiled about the Fed's regional districts, giving the general economic mood of each part of the country. The Beige Book revealed that businesses have been cautious, although the reason is a bit surprising. The Fed noted that the presidential election has added to recent economic jitters. Meanwhile, most of the country's regions reported moderate or modest growth, although there were a few spots where things have stagnated somewhat. The Fed's set to announce its next rate decision later this month. The smart money seems to be that the Fed will hold steady yet again. However, the feeling that the time might be here for another rate hike is higher than it's been in a while. Investors are generally pricing in about a 24% chance that the Fed will hike rates. So about a 1 in 4 chance at this point, and the odds are based on trading in Fed fund futures on the CME. The Fed's scheduled to announce its rate decision on September 21st. Looking further out, investors are betting that a rate hike is likely by the end of the year. Now, trading currently indicates a nearly 55% chance of at least one hike between now and the end of the year. We spend a lot of time talking about the Fed here on Offbeat Wall Street, but every once in a while, we get to check in on some other central banks. <laughs> yeah, they do exist. Last week, we got an update from the European Central Bank. The ECB held its regular policy meeting, and they did absolutely nothing. The ECB left its interest rates unchanged for the fourth straight session and retained its asset purchase program. So basically, the ECB took a wait-and-see attitude. This has the economic signals in the region remain mixed with weak inflation and modest growth. 
Well, interest rates may be the big cloud looming over Wall Street, but there's still some room for corporate stories to shine through every now and then. Apple took the main stage last week. The company released its latest iPhones, namely the iPhone 7 and the iPhone 7 Plus. The new phones look, well, about the same as the previous version. However, they feature a faster processor and dual cameras. And they're a little bit shinier, and uh, you can apparently drop them in the toilet. Well, so they say. You want to try it? I'm not going to try it. Well, maybe unless I buy some Apple Care. And the, the big news, though, as expected, was the new phones have dropped the standard 3.5-millimeter headphone jack that's been around uh, pretty much since forever, and they replace it with lightning connectors instead. Well, because, you know, I was just looking for another reason to drop another 35 bucks on a proprietary cable. Thanks, Apple. <laughs> but, oh, this phone is so shiny. Life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. All right, football season's here, and it took only one game to get behind in my fantasy league. Yeah, well, the Broncos edged out the Panthers on a missed last-second kick. People said that taking a kicker in the third round was a stretch. (laughs) Oh, well. Well, football here, though, we get all the typical trappings of the season. Avoiding chores on Sundays. (laughs) Ha-ha! Rushing out of church. No comment. And basically ignoring your kids from after dinner time on Thursday until Tuesday morning. Oh, and football season means that every third commercial is for daily fantasy. The other two are for some sort of enhancements. But this year, it might be a little bit different. Now, Bloomberg had a report this week that FanDuel is making a concerted effort to sell advertising. Now, the company, which battled with DraftKings to control just about every commercial break during last season's games, is looking for a better mix of buying and selling ads. FanDuel had some sponsorships lined up last year, but they had to curtail their efforts amid the controversy about whether Daily Fantasy was gambling. This year, though, they're pushing for more partnerships in an effort to diversify their revenue. They've already got deals with the likes of Bud Light, TGI Fridays, and Paramount Pictures. I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see. Okay, there's not much on the docket for this week. Both the schedule of economic and corporate news are thin. Still, a few noteworthy reports are due out later in the week. Thursday, we'll see the release of some new data on retail sales. Now, that report will give a good look at the health of the consumer. Last month, retail sales were unexpectedly stagnant. Government data showed that the figures came in unchanged in July when compared to the previous month. And that followed an upwardly revised increase of eight-tenths of one percent in June. Economists had expected that figure to rise again in July. The result was even more disappointing than it seemed on the surface. Results were actually buoyed by a spike in auto sales, which surged 1.1% in the month. Leaving out the auto sector, sales were actually down three-tenths of 1%, while economists had expected a modest increase. Oh, you silly economists. This week, we'll also see the release of some stats about inflation. The government set to release data on both wholesale and retail inflation. On the wholesale front, the government announces its producer price index Thursday. Now, that'll give a look at the prices being paid on the wholesale level. That doesn't affect us as 
as consumers directly, but it does give a look into the kind of inflation pressures that are out there. Information on retail inflation is due out as well. The government will announce its consumer price index Friday, and these are the prices that impact us directly. It's what we think about when we think about inflation. In general, inflation stats have remained tame. That's why the Fed has been able to hold on as long as it's been. Benign inflation means interest rates can be kept lower, which helps fuel economic growth. However, if inflation were to pick up, it could force the Fed's hand. The central bank's main tool for holding back inflation is to raise rates, but doing so could add a headwind to the economy. Next week, we'll also see stats on import and export prices, industrial production, and on consumer confidence. Not much earnings news set to come out this week. This is the slow period for corporate results. Most companies are closing out their third quarters in September, so we're not going to see a significant pickup in the pace of earnings announcements until next month. However, one of the world's greatest restaurant chains is scheduled to announce its results. Cracker Barrel. Yeah, the home of a good old-fashioned breakfast served among road signs, vintage farm equipment, and a gift store full of just about every useless thing that you could ever want. Yeah, they're expected to see a strong earnings improvement for its latest quarter. Revenues expected to rise by about 3%. If the projected earnings growth materializes, this would be another good quarter for the company. Now, in its last earnings release, Cracker Barrel announced a 22% bump in its bottom line and raised its forecast for the year, and the company also announced a special dividend. But after all, who can resist biscuits and gravy served with a side of accordions, kazoos, and a CD of Travis Tritt's greatest hits? Ha, <laughs> love it. Believe me when I tell you this, you can only get better. I, no. And you don't have to worry about getting a hook because... I got no one left. All right, now and then we like to wander off the beaten track just a little bit. We'll take a look at some of the money stories that aren't exactly Wall Street related. Here's a few of our quick hits. All right, well, if Walter White had owned a video game store rather than a car wash, this might have been a promotion he would suggest. According to a TV station in Lake Charles, Louisiana, an 11-year-old boy found a bag of meth in a video that he bought at GameStop. KPLC-TV reports the kid bought the game, took it home, and when he opened it, a baggie with a suspicious substance fell out. Police were called and eventually concluded that it was meth. Personally, I'll stick to Mountain Dew while I'm doing my gaming sessions. Just saying. Hey, here's a vision of a bit of Blade Runner future. Mercedes is working on a drone hive delivery van. Yeah, reports say the maker has teamed with drone technology startup Matternet to make a futuristic delivery van which comes with drones attached to the roof to make deliveries more efficiently. Mercedes has dubbed its futuristic van project... Vision Dan. Now, the van features a mechanical shelving system that loads packages. The driver will get a notification where he needs to stop for a package delivery. Then the van's shelving system will push a package into a drone on the roof of the van, and then the drone will deliver it to the customer's doorstep. Meanwhile, the customer's children are trying to grab the drone for parts to put it in their drones. Hey, and as long as we're on the subject of scary futures, here's one from the happiest place on Earth. Walt Disney World has started verifying fingerprints of all guests ages 3 and up before before they enter the theme parks. Now, earlier, guests age 10 and above were required to have their fingerprints scanned before entering the park. Now, the new policy requires children ages 3 to 9 to have their finger scanned. According to Disney, the new policy helps the company to ensure a seamless entry experience for guests and also control ticket fraud. The government tracks us, Google tracks us, Mickey Mouse tracks us. Oh, well, who wants to go to Small World? Seriously, I could ride that thing four or five times in a row and not ever get off. It is great. 
All right, thanks, everybody. This has been Off Beat Wall Street. If you like the show, please, please, please go to iTunes and subscribe. And while you're there, go ahead and rate and review the show, preferably with five stars. Good ratings help other people discover the show, so it is very helpful. Also, let all your friends know, let your frenemies know, let your enemies know, even let the in-laws that you haven't spoken to in 10 years know. It'll give you a good chance to reconnect. (laughs) You never know what could happen. Also, check out the website, offbeatwallstreet.com. Follow us on Twitter at offbeatwallstreet. And that's spelled S-T like on a street sign. And, of course, thanks to the big BS for all the stuff he shovels into the show, Brian Stewart, for the script writing and co-production of the podcast. And, of course, a big squishy man hug to our good friends at RTT News. They provide a lot of the news and stats we use in the show. So if you want up-to-date info on the markets, please check them out at rttnews.com. Trust me, they do a really great job at making me sound way more intelligent than I actually am. Yes, go back and ask just about any business teacher I ever had in college or high school. I don't remember if I ever took those courses. Did I? I don't know. But as we say goodbye, I just want to remind you to take chances. It's all about risk and reward, baby. I don't care. You make mistakes, make them big. I don't give a f- I'm not going to eat your lunch for that. Have a good... No, no, make it big. Have a great week, everybody.